I am unashamed. What about you? Welcome back to Unashamed Podcast. We still have, uh, as you can see, no Jace. He's uh, no Jace. out on assignment. Uh, I always tell the audience that, that when Jace is not here, we're letting him... So he has to build up some new stories, and all he yeah. really has to do for Jace to have a story is just walk around and live life, and things will happen to him that happen to no other person ever. That's right. I mean, it's just it's he's like a magnet. But but, but are they really happening? I, do I don't know. I have like, no idea. He could be making all of it up, and I don't think he's making all of it up. But I do think that <laughs> it's. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, you think he's embellishing? Embellished. Maybe yeah. stretching yeah. the truth just a little. Well, it's always yeah. uh, like every he goes to he stops at a convenience store. I stop at a convenience store every other day, and I put gas in my vehicle. Nothing happens. Like it's just gas in. You leave. That's but okay. with him, someone came, accosted him. Someone yelled at him. Someone, you know, it's always like something happens, leaving on the most mundane. You know, tracks with yeah. Jace. It's always something, and so. <laughs> I mean, I pull up on the side of the road, and just because I got my hand on an AK forty-seven, <laughs> I mean, people don't walk over. <laughs> yeah, something about that AK. I wonder on, why. Something about that AR on your lap. It's so inviting, you know. It's like so, come- Zach. You weren't you weren't here, but so a week or two. I think the episode dropped last week, but I'm trying to figure out where we are now. But we did an episode that, that when you were not with us, I was in Gulf Shores, but dad told the story about him going to Jersey Joe's daughter's wedding because he decided like late in the game to go. That was one of the amazing things. <laughs> it amazed me. And so I laughed that this story was eight and a half minutes long. Speaking of stories of dad telling about him going to this wedding, which he didn't know where it was exactly. He knew generally where it was. Yeah. And his, his mindset was, well, you know, Louisiana is not that big of a state. <laughs> so he just takes off like, ah, I find it. And an hour and a half later, he did. <laughs> he crossed three parishes to find it, talked to a police officer, got sent. I'm leaving now. <laughs> and the road I chose to leave on, I was going along and I saw some trucks and cars over there. I did a U-turn, pulled back up there, and on a post it said, Amanda. Happy, so- happy wedding. Uh, and what's, what was that girl's name? Amanda. Amanda. And I said, uh, uh, Amanda, I think that might be the girl. So I asked somebody literally- to pull up there. I said, is this a place uh, going to be a wedding today? They said, you've come to the right spot. Oh, I told so. Yeah, you, you had no directions or anything. You just no started and driving. Of course, he has no phone. Started driving, and so he just started driving, and so he knew it was around Farmerville. So he's. I went north yeah. of Farmerville, almost went, to Junction City, Sterling east to of, east of there. I went over on the left over there, and the final blow was I'm leaving, and that was the road it was on, about three or four miles out of town. It was out there in the woods. Did you, I just did you make it in time for the wedding? He did. He was, look, he was 10 minutes early, and he still beat Mom there, who had left oh, an hour hilarious. before he left. And she come in and, and she said, how in the world did you get here? I said, well, it's a long story. I told Joe, so Joe, I told Joe after we recorded that podcast, I said, Joe, you've got to tell me what you were thinking when you saw Dad, because like he just told me the story on the podcast about what happened. Of course, he was thrilled. You know, he looks at dad like his spiritual father, you know, because he, he yeah, mentors him. Yeah, that's what he and, said I was. Yeah, and so it meant a lot that you went, dad, to Joe, by the way. Yeah, he, I'm just impressed that you went to a wedding. I don't think you made it to my wedding. Of course, it was in North Carolina, but now, you, now Kay was there. Al, you were there because you were. I was one of the officiants. And, yeah, of course, are. Zach was a comical wedding because he forgot the ring back in the dressing room and left it in his I pocket did. of his jeans. So when it came to the moment of, do you have the ring, of course, Zach just has this panic look on his face because he doesn't have it. <laughs> and then Jill's dad reacts because he's sitting on the front row. He realizes that Zach didn't have the ring. He threw his head back, hit the candle that went back in the other people's lap. It was, we were now turning it into like one of these shows. Huh. One of these videos. Comedy of errors. Yeah, comedy of errors. And so we, then we just kind of faked the whole ring thing to get through that part. So I, I forgot about that, Zach. That's right. Yeah. And the line was, with this ring. And I, I said, with this ring and whatever the next line was. And uh, he goes, 
And I trust that you do because <laughs> I had no symbol of uh, or token of my affection. It so was, that, uh, how many years was that? 20, what? Four, yeah. Three 20, or four? 21, maybe. So, 20, and now yeah. your daughter is getting married uh, this year. So yeah. I haven't asked you about that on the podcast. How do you feel about that? It's, um, I feel good about it. I mean, it's, you know, it, he's a it, good it, young man. You. I mean, uh, he's very, he impressive. is, yeah. he loves Jesus. He's in the production business. I have not hired him. Yet, um, he's uh, <laughs> he's got to prove you, you got to go, yeah, go make your own way, uh, let someone else, uh, uh you know, prune you, and then uh, but no, he's uh, he's working in Nashville. Layla's doing music now, you know, she did the uh, she's uh, working with Sadie, who was on our last podcast. Yep. Uh, by the way, we we need to have them on, um, the, talk about their music, but uh, and so then she did a internship, her and Max did an internship this summer with. Uh, Shane and Shane, and they cut it out. Cut an album. I think it's coming out in, in the, uh, next month. So we'll maybe have them back on too to talk about that. But yeah, we've yeah, never crazy had when your kids, kids get on here. We should do that for sure. We'll do that. They're we'll so have talented. Max and Layla on yep. and um, talk about music. But yeah, it's good. Uh, well, Max I'm, is. I'm very I, proud I won't lie, Max. I love all your kids, but Max is my favorite because he's the only LSU fan. In the family, they seem to have grown up so rapidly. I know it went by fast. I mean, I, I thought the same thing because it was always just little stair stepper dashers, yeah. and now they're out singing and oh, getting yeah. married. And but that's what happens, Dad. Amazing. We're, yeah, we're getting old. That's what happens. Well, I was down there with Phil last year. I got in the truck with him. We were driving to the podcast um, studio where you guys are sitting now, and and Phil said. I think you were 76 at the time, and you said, we're just driving. You said, Zach, let me tell you what I've learned. That was the fastest 76 years I've ever lived. (laughs) 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 It just hit me. It was that moment like where you're like, yeah, I mean, but it is. It's fast. I saw his kids, and they were grown, and I'm like, good night. Yeah, and so talented, you know, which which is a blessing. So I wanted to talk about the movie. Um, cause we got some guests coming on the podcast later while I have Zach with us. Um, you can, it's official now. And we mentioned this already once, but I wanted to let the audience know again that, uh, November 3rd is when you can, uh, buy it digitally. Is that right, Zach? Yeah. You know how, like when you get on, uh, Amazon or, you know, you can purchase it and watch it from home. Right. Um, before, but before it's available on rental and if you purchase it, then you have it in your digital library forever. So, so I, I, mean, I don't, so if it I, works I out digital. well, uh, once it goes on the internet, does that, what percentage of, of growth that it is, that, that, that is, what is, yeah, do, yeah do, that's a do good we question. know that? Is that, yeah, how does that, is that typically? 10% say, I'll tell you what. I'll look at it here. I bet it's more. I bet it's more I now. I get. I bet post COVID, way more people probably download movies than used. I to. think so. I think. I think it'll probably be more people will see this post theatrical release than they did in the at theaters. The theater. I would is, agree, which is really encouraging. You know, when you think about the message of the movie. So, and a lot of people, you know, uh, that we've talked to, because this this film was super impactful for. A lot of people. I mean, I'm, I mean, it's that, that that there's no question about that. Um, and I think what we're seeing is a lot of people are like, I'm going to buy this DVD so that I can give it to somebody for Christmas that I think needs to have it. So yeah. I think we'll probably do better it than may most. Surprise movies. you? How, how I much? think it will. So that's November November 14th is the DVD and Blu-ray release. So if you uh, but you can get it now. Yeah, you can, you do can the actually pre-order, pre-order now on Walmart.com and Amazon. So yeah, yeah. I mean. Um, Available November third and November fourteenth. And you uh, and there's DVD. still a way if you go to uh, theblindmovie.com, there's still a way to get it to your church. You have until November sixth for that. So uh, if if you're in a situation um, where that appeals to you, maybe your pastor or someone listening that has a church somewhere that may have not been able to see the movie, you can still do that for a little while, right, Zach? So yeah. there's that opportunity too if you want to check into that. So. You know, community. Because I mentioned church. that I think I mentioned this on the previous podcast too. But we became Fathom's number one release of all time. 
which is a big deal. I mean, we I actually got that our, as an update from a news site too, Zach. So, so I guess you guys did a press release or something. And so I, I actually got that in my email that said that same thing that it was now number one. Of course, I thought it'll be it'll probably be short lived because Chosen will probably take it back next year when they do season four. But it's kind of like competing with Sadie on podcasts. It's like this is a good thing, you know. Yeah. I mean, I love the Chosen. I love our movie, obviously. So I don't mind just leapfrogging those guys back and forth that's awesome no they're great guys uh dallas and those guys are, are great guys and what they're doing is incredible yeah but but we're gonna enjoy it in the window that's right well, it, so. enjoy enjoy it while you but, can. But, and look i mean it's been cool because i've noticed even our podcast has grown quite a bit through the movie and and uh because a lot of people are like man i didn't even know you guys had a podcast which is so crazy to me but yeah. it's the way the algorithms work on facebook and instagram they don't really show our entire audience, what we're doing. Yeah. But the movie has brought a lot of attention to even this Bible study, which has been kind of full circle because the, because the, the, this Bible study, this podcast spurred the movie. And now the movie is bringing people to the podcast. So it's kind well, of I interesting. Just, I just got a note from somebody and I, I don't think I've responded to you yet. So I know you're probably listening, but that had some, somehow just discovered our podcast since the movie and has listened to all 700 and whatever we're up to, 80 uh, episodes oh, wow. in going eight and 10 hours a day. I was like, <laughs> now that's commitment. So I, so he, to listen to that since the movie release, I'm impressed. And your brain must be full because we have talked a lot of Bible and told a lot of Jay stories and a lot of uh, crazy stuff over the course of that period of time. So kudos to you. Uh, for for that, and I'm sure there's a few others doing that as well. So we love it. Uh, Zach, we're gonna let you go uh, and take a break, and when we come back. We got some special guests that I'm super excited about having on the podcast today with Dad and I. So Zach's always a pleasure. We'll see Who's you next up. Next Absolutely. up, Buddy and Bootsy Brown. So I've talked about liver health uh, before on this podcast because my liver enzymes were high earlier this year. Uh, but I started taking this product from Get Liver Help, and my numbers are right back online, which I love it. So you may have heard about the liver health formula, not just on our show, but also on HGTV, Fox News, Newsmax, Food Network, and other places. They've already helped more than 2.6 million people with their products, including yours truly, Al. It's not surprising liver health formula is so popular. If you were to add up all the residents of Arizona, Virginia, Florida, and Texas, you would still not get the 100 million people that have sluggish, fatty liver that makes people gain weight and experience fatigue. So if you're suffering from low energy, brain fog, or unexpected extra flab, it's time to do something about it. I recommend you try Liver Health Formula. It's an all-natural supplement packed with clinically proven botanicals to help you recharge and protect your liver. So join me and countless others who are already taking steps to improve their health at getliverhelp.com unashamed. You're also going to get a free bottle of blood sugar formula. That's a total discount of 64%, so you're saving money. Head over to our dedicated page at getliverhelp.com slash unashamed to get this special offer. Welcome back. Uh, we got Buddy and Bootsy Brown here uh, from all the way from Jackson, Mississippi. Okay. Yeah, which is, uh, of course, the capital of Mississippi, and it's almost like our cousins over there. You know, you're just right We're down. kind of like cousins. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, Which we claim you guys. I'll go with but that. You're originally from Florida, originally from Mississippi. Oh, but from when the boys got to be like seven, eight years old, I looked at my wife. I said, "Is there any way we cannot raise our boys in Central Florida?" And she goes, "Where do you want to go?" I said, "There's this place that's just perfect, and you know, Madison, Mississippi. How about we go there?" And now she's got more friends than I do. It's <laughs> well, and it's so good that you're you're so right getting out of Florida because that's where Zach and my cousins, you know, grew up there and they're what all it, Gator, they're in Gainesville. Okay. So they were all Gator fans in yeah. Trenton area. And so I was like, so I've lived with that Florida stuff my whole life. So you did great. And yeah, thank you. Get thank out you. of there. Yeah. So, but we love, we love Florida. It's the, the free red state is now what we call it where people are going to. So, so Bootsy, we originally we were just going to have Buddy on. He and I were talking. I want to have him on the podcast. But then when I heard your name was Bootsy, I was like, does, does your wife do podcasts too? Because 
With a name like Bootsy, you need to be on our podcast. So that was my only qualification. That was it. That's all you had to have. You, you, you could have been a thank mute, you. and you still would have been on Excellent. this podcast. Come on. You can thank my sisters. I was born um, with my grandmother's name, which is a beautiful name, um, but I was never called it. Yeah. Uh, there's a few stories that go around on how I went from Elizabeth to Bootsy. And the main one is I had a breathing apnea as a little baby. And I didn't, I would take some pauses and I wouldn't really breathe again. So they took me to the hospital and then brought me home on, uh, with a lot of wires, like a lot of breathing wires and whatnot. And and monitors had, and stuff. Uh-huh. Right, yeah. And they had to have a little backpack with a battery if we traveled. So I was a little bit of a freak baby with all these wires coming off of me. And my sisters were four and six. So they were like, that baby has a boo-boo. She's boo-boo. <laughs> And somehow they wanted to shut down Boo Boo like I was a mistake or something. And then you were a little Terminator, is what you were. Apparently, I was a force to be reckoned with (laughs) from the very get go. Um, And there's a picture of me with one cowboy boot only and a diaper. I don't know. Somehow Bootsy became. So by the time I started kindergarten, Bootsy and it stuck. By the time I was kindergarten, it was Bootsy being written on my papers. Oh yeah, I love it. Is that is that what I like to say? She had six toes on one foot. (laughs) You know, the stories get so, better as the years go Because on. it's a better story. You know, it's a songwriter. It's a, yeah. <laughs> it's a side story. Yeah. You know, that's you wouldn't what... want to go back too far in, in her, too far in her, <laughs> you've liable to run into some stuff back in here. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of hundred years ago. Where you know, were you, where are you from originally, Boozy? Orlando. Orlando. Oh, so you were from Florida. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. It used so to I knew be a small town. Yeah. Orlando used to be a real small yeah, town. Yeah, not so much anymore. No. It was still the south when I got down there in 91, and then- about 2000, just this this wave came in that you just like left it unrecognizable at this point. Oh, yeah. It's well, mine. I know one thing, your governor is a decent man. Oh, yeah. We, we he love. was. Yeah. I mean, he is. It, that guy has done really unbelievable is. stuff for the- Yes, sir. He has. And he's not a reflection of the state of Florida, but we're glad to have him down there. Yeah. State of Florida, I mean, you go down the uh, the middle of the, the heart of the middle and you got just a civil war of politics going yeah. on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, so many people come from so many other places. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's the thing with Florida. It's like, you know, so many other states mm-hmm. that you've got kind of the the originals, and then you've got everybody else that's coming. And so right. then you've got that merge of politics. So right. red or blue become purple, and here we go, right? Yeah, but see, y'all are like me. Get away from all that city stuff. Was it the, uh, the the closer I am to the country, the further I am away from idiots? That's exactly. You know, and not that not that they're idiots. We love yeah. them, but <laughs> I just I, I wanted to raise my boys on four wheelers and hunting and being able to own land. You can't own land in Central Florida. Right. What land are you going to own down there? Exactly right. So uh, you know, we got away, and it's been no looking back. So how many kids do y'all have? Two boys. Two boys. Uh, how old are they? Oh, they're at that age right now. God bless them if they watch this. They're 13 and 14. Oh, boy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Too middle. Ooh, we too might need to send them down. God bless I need them. to ask Miss Kay for some advice. <laughs> I was the youngest of three girls. I know nothing about these boys that I live in. We need so to I... just loan them to Phil for some work that he's All my done. grandchildren, <laughs> when they began to get married and, and weddings and all that, and I'm like, is that that? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I let's look up, you know, and I mean, it's amazing. When we get together now as a family group, oh, it's it about is, sixty people. Yeah, of course, we had three. We had three boys, you know, with me, Jason, Willie for the longest period of time, and then once mom and dad uh, came to Christ, we had Jep, who I used to call my baby sister because he was <laughs> sensitive. You know, he was the little one, and he's, you know, he's still kind of sensitive when you when you talk to him. And then we found out we actually had a sister. We found yeah. her three years ago, four years ago now, and so Jep's back to being a brother. But yeah, we're we're huge. I mean, we're like with all of our kids, we're all now our own patriarchs and matriarchs, you know, and it's been an interesting dynamic because you realize once you get your family, your wing gets so big, you just have less time to do the things you used to do mm-hmm. with your brothers. So I mean, far, we're there's busy. no divorces, no... We've managed to stay bunch. together, that's right, yeah. and and do that, which I think we learned, that, you know, you guys saw the movie, so, I mean, I think we learned from mom and dad, you know, what we didn't want to do. And so we figured out, okay, we need to figure out how to stick together, have Jesus number one. Amen. Know? So yeah. now you guys did, uh, Cy and dad were on your podcast. They were on so, mine. So tell me about that experience. Cause that I, was, that was wild. Cause I mean, <laughs> I walk in the, the duck call room and you know, those talking about, uh, 
first it was Sinai for about uh, 30 minutes and he's telling me war stories before it even began like terrifying war, war stories and that's that's the moment we meet and uh, but we had a great we had a great time it was really the video did great and we were telling people the gospel and then I met Phil he gave his whole testimony and we just got to bounce off of each other because Phil is a big reason why I started doing what I was doing yeah and that's been I guess three or four years now since I took this path. We can get into that in a in a little bit. Yeah, I was a football player at uh you know got a, had a scholarship to play at UF, be a Gator. Really? And under Steve, Steve Spurrier. Yeah. He calls on a block number one night, and says, "Gonna give your scholarship to a defensive back. I need him more." <laughs> and I'm thinking, everybody's reported. <laughs> it's two weeks away. You know, we're going to two a days now. Yeah. I've got no team. I had twelve, thirteen. Uh, D1 scholarships to punt my dad kicked for Mississippi State I was thinking maybe this is God calling me into the ministry maybe this is it and I'm hard headed so I got to be Moses for the last 20 years wrestling with God <laughs> took a lot of li- right and left turns a lot of right out. and left turns so was this, you were Aaron and her into the story right yeah so Bootsy comes in We I had her number on a phone do you remember those old phones where you could only have 25 numbers saved yeah. in your phones. I remember when it was worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> you had I, to was, I, I was in the <laughs> era where rotary. Yeah. 15 phones are given to a neighborhood and, and all these old women. And every, when it rings for one, it rings for all of them. <laughs> yeah. And you'd pick it up. Hello? And she'd, get out the telephone. Yeah. It wasn't <laughs> quite like that. <laughs> but I was life. in my college dorm my, my freshman year at Liberty University. That's where I went. Well, that's where I, you went. I thought I was going to go into seminary. Yeah. But I was deleting old numbers. Don't need that one anymore. Don't need that one anymore. And I came to Bootsy's phone number. I couldn't Which delete it. I'm shocked it. you even had. Couldn't delete you it. That close. So instead of deleting it, I pick up the phone. I call her, and we hit it off. Now, had y'all? How did you have her number? Did you? We were friends in high school. Okay. Nothing. Boy, too... that's that's almost a godsend. <laughs> oh, <laughs> because I think it's almost more. Than we that. came back from college together. She's at Florida What'd State. You, do? you said, hey, "Bootsy, uh, you're not going to believe it." <laughs> <laughs> I didn't delete your number. <laughs> yeah, this is going to sound weird, but um, I think God's telling us we need to be together. And she had a background in communications, and she just understood the whole media side. I was you know, kind of leaving football at the time, playing for Mississippi State and putting for them. Um, so you did go to Mississippi this State? This would be 03, 04. Yeah, a bunch okay. of schools. Um, I rode back up like a champ. My, my, the guy that was backing up ended up playing for the Raiders and winning the Ray Guy Award, which is the highest award you can yeah. win for a punter. Yeah. So I called my dad one day and said, I went to the wrong school. But <laughs> Then country music well, came along. Mississippi State's always known for their kicking. Yeah. You know, so yeah. there you Well, you, you go. better know how to punt. I know it, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so... I could always sing. I always loved Randy Travis, George Strait, you know, uh, Johnny Cash, Waylon Jennings. And so I would listen to that stuff and I said, I could do this. And so went to Nashville. She said, if you want to do this, we need to do this now. We didn't get married saying, hey, by the way, I want to do this. It was just kind of like a something's pulling me in that direction. And it went great. Three Billboard country albums, um, two number ones on iTunes for iTunes Country. You know, 400 million views, and none of that mattered because I got to the point where three years ago when COVID hit and all the madness broke open, I saw Phil over here talking about just laying it out there is what he was doing. Yeah. And I'd never spoken the name Jesus on my channel. In country music in Nashville, they get up there and they accept an award and they say, I want to thank the big man upstairs. I want to thank God, or I want to thank... Uh, Somebody was looking out for me up yeah, there, higher yeah. power. All those generic terms. I'd never say, said the name Jesus, and it all happened. I was thinking, this is not a time to be uh, shy about who we are. Yeah. I just started putting it out there. And instead of everybody leaving, <laughs> which I thought, everybody's just going to, we almost got a million subscribers. They're just, they're going to be gone. Nobody left. Yeah. And it's been something I've been able to stand by and been encouraged by y'all to uh, to do without a doubt. But 
she's been right there making it all happen because I didn't understand how to edit videos. I didn't understand how it's supposed to look. You shoot a video with like nine feet over your head of headspace. And I'm a little it looks, opinionated. It looks terrible. <laughs> Mo- she, most people in but communications I'm usually behind are, the yeah. scenes. Yes. She's, she's in every background going, you know, quit slouching. You know, stand up straight. Yeah. Huh. Move over that way. <laughs> but it all works because now it's in my head without her if I'm going out doing my, doing my own thing. So we're at the coming up on the end of the year. Uh, for Lisa and I, that's uh, when you begin thinking about next year, you think about finances, you think about you know things you want to carry over, things you want to try to pay off. Uh, one of the things that uh, any family is always thinking about are medical bills, especially the unexpected kind, which most are, right? Um, we've got a great sponsor of our podcast, Samaritan Ministries, that Lisa and I have joined Um, Now we have a Christian community to be a part of. When you have a medical need, fellow members are going to send money directly to you to help you pay your medical bills. And you'll do the same for them. Also, praying for them and encouraging them. Uh, There's no networks, which puts you in control of your family's health care. So you know what's best when it comes to doctors, hospitals, or treatments. You can join today, uh, start health care sharing with Samaritan Ministries the day that you complete your membership application, or you can choose the month that you'd like to start. This is not insurance, it's assurance that you're part of a health care sharing community. Samaritan Ministries is a biblical solution to health care where we can bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. So whether it's a broken bone, unexpected diagnosis, or other medical emergency, you'll find comfort knowing you're connected to 80,000 Christian households across the nation who stand ready to care for one another spiritually and financially during a time it's needed the most. Become part of this community today at SamaritanMinistries.org slash unashamed. That's SamaritanMinistries.org slash unashamed. Join today. So so when you were, uh, that's what you went to school for? I mean, how, how did you learn this? How, how did you learn to be able to do this? Or did, was that just something you enjoyed? You TV doing? production and all that? Yeah, I think TV production in high school. My okay. sisters and I always were in that program. Yeah. So I, it comes naturally to me. I'm a better editor. I have no imagination, none. But I can look at something and go, that's wrong. Or font bigger or sideways or mm-hmm. this or that. So. Which is it's so amazing on the creative side because you have to have – both roles, right? I mean, because with him, he's able to just think like a creative, but if unless he has somebody that can frame it up and get it out where it's presentable, you, you know, it, it takes both of you. It's wonderful to work with each it's other. It's pretty amazing. So y'all work together. Joy. I'm a peach. You too. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've worked together your whole, the whole time you've been doing this? The whole time. Been y'all whole doing time. It, which is amazing. So Lisa and I work together as well and love it because we, we started at, at uh, Duck Commander and then I went into ministry, and then she did some other things, and then wound up joining me there, working for another ministry. But we're still together. It was really great because I had like strict rules about meeting with women and stuff mm-hmm. like this because I just seen people fall, and so I'd call her up and I'd say, "Hey, I got somebody coming in. Come down and sit in with me." And so that's how really we started doing ministry together. It was just like listening to people's problems and stuff like that, or marriage stuff and all that. So, but we now we get to travel around the country and speak mm-hmm. together, which is pretty amazing. Yeah. So, which y'all will get to meet her later. But uh, so, so you did watch. So you watched our show. Did you watch Duck Dynasty? Did the, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So y'all were fans of that as well. We we're fans of that, and now my boys are watching it. It's like the next generation. That's is, right. It's their default to put on after school. Yeah. I love that. That yeah. is kind of, it, it. I tell audiences all the time, it's like Andy Griffin. Like there are people now that, that discover Andy Griffin, like a new generation, and that show was made 60 years ago. And so, but when some shows are worthy of yeah. being generational, mm-hmm. and I feel like ours is as well. Well, it displays a family dynamic that not a lot of people have right now. Not yeah. a lot of people have very involved families or generational you, you families. Are, you are speaking the truth. That's, it's mm-hmm. tough out there. So to even watch an example of a family on TV in your comfort zone, you can gain knowledge and you can gain life experience just by seeing it. Well, and when we were on, uh, Modern Family was uh, a popular show on the broadcast. And of course, it couldn't have been more different than ours. And it was interesting because someone did a study, some university at at Duck Dynasty versus Modern Family. And that was the title <laughs> of the study. So it was all this analytical data about who would watch either show and why. 
And it was really interesting because it was speaking a lot to our culture. Corey and I were talking recently, though, and, and we both kind of came to this realization at the same time as in our conversation. And this is really kind of sad that our show could not be made now in 2023. You don't think? We, no, no venue. Like, I mean, we could do it and put it out ourselves and do something on YouTube or whatever, like kind of like you guys have done. Mm. But we no, no network would touch us anymore. Now, in 2011, they were still willing mm-hmm. to do something like take a chance on a family like us. But just in so a decade, in that's how years. much has changed, right? That we wouldn't even get a shot to be on unless it was on Fox or someplace, mm-hmm. you know, that was more traditional or conservative. So it's really sad. But you know the audience is there. So it's not about audience. It's about something else, which is kind of kind of what we're facing, which is sad, yeah. which is why we have to have your inspiration to be more vocal about who you are has to happen now across all the genres for us to be able to do what we do. That we're we're paving the way for people to have a family like mm-hmm. us. Because look, there's going to be others that come along after us. We just had Christian Sadie on the last podcast, and Dad's like, Dad, "Al, this is the next generation." I said, "Well, Dad, looks like we're in good hands, you know, because mm-hmm. that's what we need is the next generation, your boys, and their, how they approach the future." Yeah, you know, where they're not afraid to speak Jesus. To me, it was always. This is what a family is supposed to look like. And not that it's perfect or anything. Right. There's a million flaws. We all see that. But it's that craving that we have in our in our heart. I saw a video of a, it was an older man bringing a bunch of sausage that he made for his neighbor. And you know they have those ring doorbells now that just videotape the whole, right. anybody that comes, it's for security. But it captured the whole moment. He brings the sausage in and he's like, I just made this for you, hot off the grill. Just thank you for being a wonderful neighbor. And the comments... If you looked, if you just read through them, it was this kind of America doesn't exist anymore. Mm. This this kind of heart, this kind of neighbor. Yeah, uh, this is only something you read about. And to me, a lot of Duck Dynasty was that for me, and yeah. for probably millions of people, to say, "Man, my family's pretty screwed up." But yeah. I wish it was like this. Right. And if my only escape is to watch a thirty-minute episode, kind of get some of that in my soul. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. Yep. I love showing. There's a picture I have that I show when, when Lisa and I speak, and it's the last night we filmed the show together in 2017. And it's a great shot. One of the one of the crew members took it, and it's kind of the way they had it staged with all of us sitting around because we were filming like the clip show. You know, the, yeah. the, the series is over, so now this is it. This is the last shot. And there's four generations of faith represented, and so it's a great shot. And I love showing that. Everybody's, you watch the audience say, yeah, yeah, I love that family. And then I say, but you know what? Let me show you another picture of the same family. And I pop one in from 1972 that's dad with no beard, no shirt on, uh, mom who's pregnant with Willie at the time, and me and Jace with our little bowl haircuts. And I was like, this 72 family could never even imagine that 2017 family because they were in such terrible place. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that was the birthplace mm-hmm. of the movie. And But I, the reason we do that is because you're speaking to these huge audiences of people that are in some kind of degree of crisis or difficulty or they've gone through a tough patch. And so they're like, man, if we could just be like the Robertsons, Miley, you are the Robertsons. You know, you just hadn't gotten where God needs you to be yet. You just have to surrender. And so that becomes part of the story, you know. So I love that the visual of those two pictures. So I want to ask you guys, so how did you come to faith? Where did you Were you raised up uh, Christians, or how did you become? We have very different stories on that. Mm-hmm. You can go first. You go first, please. Okay. Um, so I was, we were had beautiful matching dresses on Christmas and Easter. Yeah. We, we were, went on Christmas and Easter. Um, so I was raised to respect the church, but like wasn't in it all the time. We actually in high school, and that's probably why you had my number is from that. We had, we went to a really large high school, ended up being a day right now, super large high school, but we had a Bible study that was just ran by a guy who had graduated from there. And it was kind of, I don't want to say the cool thing to do, but it was, it was a thing it to was. do. It was. It was. Yeah. yeah. So we went to that on Thursday nights, whatever night it was. Um, just kind of, I don't want to say casually, but it wasn't. I, again, was the youngest of three girls. My sisters are wonderful and were editor-in-chief of the yearbook and homecoming queens and beautiful, wonderful, smart girls. And I thought I was going to be that. Like, that's what I wanted to be. That was my number one is to be what they were. And I still love them and I still admire them, but that was, that was my goal. So it wasn't until I 
um, randomly got a message. And it wasn't, I'm not someone who usually gets messages, but I got the message I need to go to a Christian camp for girls in North Carolina. Out of the blue. So I went home and I told my mom, we need to research these camps because I'm getting a message I need to go. And that wasn't a normal thing for me. So we start to look up camps and I decide on a camp. I go as a camper for a few years on the summers and then I become a counselor later. But it was, I was there for one summer and I got a note that I did not make the cheerleading squad that I wanted to make. Therefore, and I was not going to be on the track for leadership of yearbook. So all the things I had idolized were quickly being shut down. And it seems like not a big deal now, but as a 16, 17-year-old, that was deal. that was a big deal. Yeah. So I was told no by the things I really, really wanted. Um, and I took that pretty hard, and I realized that my faith was in my achievements mm-hmm. and the things that I sought first. So I there was this bridge on the way to the chapel and it was during our quiet time. And I sat down on that bridge and I said, everything's done. Everything's done. It's Jesus or nothing. Yeah. And that's where it happened for me. But it's awesome. After that, it was still a hard battle. Yeah. I still, um, a year to the date actually of that was one of my hardest times in college. So it's, it's always been a battle to yeah. surrender and to, I, I can be someone who enjoys efficiency and someone who can I spent I spent eight years being educated. Yeah. Work on you you get one degree, you get in your master's. Eight years in the making. Through that eight years, Louisiana Tech, good college. Not I did not hear one time the word Jesus. Oh man. Not one. All that education, mm-hmm. I look back at it now, there was no Jesus, none. That's one of the things when I came to Christ, I looked back and I said, I mean, that university I attended after being educated did not say one word about the one we literally count time by. Yeah. You'd think they'd throw his you name in, uh, and you know, think about yeah. you might want to check him out. He's got a story to tell, but no. Achievements are what sell. But however, somebody did say, I ought to think, said, but they actually put my picture on the wall somewhere over there. So, Dad, we've seen uh, your videos get censored a few times in the past. Uh, you had one a few years ago where you were plucking a duck, and they called it animal cruelty even though the duck was already dead. <laughs> so uh, the tech companies can shut you down anytime over the silliest... There's a lot of feathers flying in every direction just to meet the world's food stuff. That's <laughs> exactly right. You got to plug them somewhere, don't you? <laughs> so these tech companies can shut you down anytime over the silliest things. The folks over at Blaze have always let us say whatever we want on any of Dad's shows, and now they've launched another way to deliver content that won't get canceled or demonetized. If you go to theblaze.com right now, you'll see they've redesigned Blaze News. They've got news, opinion, analysis, lifestyle, sports, and tech commentary. But what you won't get are those annoying ads you see on other websites. All they're asking is if you find their work valuable, visit theblaze.com and subscribe to Blaze News. It's less than the cost of a cup of coffee a month to cut out the ads and invest directly in their news and commentary. If you're already a Blaze TV subscriber, the new ad-free Blaze News will be included with your Blaze TV subscription, along with Unashamed and 800 episodes of In the Woods with Phil. So check out the new site at theblaze.com. So so there's when Dad had reconnected with Bradshaw, we did a, that a special night in 2014. And where they honored Dad and Bradshaw together on the football field it was cool, you know, because they had not really, other than running each other at an airport, had not seen each other in you know forty years. Wow! And so all of a sudden, Terry's there. He's broadcasting a game for Fox. He interviewed Dad. They did a bunch of stuff on camera, and they had this moment. But they were just visiting and catching up. And so the president of university comes in and announces at this moment that Dad's going to be the twenty fourteen alumnus of the year. That's for special. Louisiana Tech, which was really cool it, to everybody but Dad, who doesn't <laughs> care at all. 
And so dad's just looking, you know? And so like everybody's waiting for him to say something and he's not saying anything. And he looks over at me and says, Al, you remember when we used to catch fish on the Washtenaw River? And I knew what was coming. And I said, yes, sir. He said, nobody from Louisiana Tech called me then about how special I was and how good I am and I deserve to be called. You know, and now everybody's getting nervous because yeah. they're like, is this a rebuke or what? Yeah. And so Bradshaw starts slapping his leg and laughing. He said, Phil, they don't care about that. You're rich now. They just want a big fat check. That's what this. <laughs> yeah. That's why you're yeah. alumnus of the year. They educated me and... Forty years later, they he's said a, he's a genius. Now would be a good time to donate. <laughs> so, <laughs> but there was no Jesus with them, so I thought, no, let me get out of here. So, what they do when you become an alumnus of the year in the uh, alumni center, there's a wall called the Louisiana Tech Alumni Hall of Fame, and so there's a picture up there going back to eighteen whatever you know when they started, and each of them has a bronze picture on a plaque, and so Dad's is there. And I went down and looked at it and took a picture of it because I, I thought, I want to, because we knew he was getting it and I'd approved stuff about it. You know, dad never knew what was going on. And so I went down there to take a picture of it and look at it. And on the plaque, which it says, Duck Hunting Icon, Television Personality, because it has like your accomplishment. And then the third one was Servant of Christ. Love it. And uh, which I thought, you know, it's pretty neat. Dad never heard the name of Jesus there, but now it's hanging in yes. the in the hall. Now Be- it is. Because he about was that. There. Yeah, which was really cool. And I have to say, Dad, I looked around. It's 150 whatever, how many years at university, and the name of Jesus is on no other plaque. Did you no, request that? that? Yeah, we that? did. I, I, I oh, gave you it you did? Yeah, it was from me. Oh. But the thing about it was I wanted that because dad had told this story my whole life that he never heard Jesus there. And I thought, well, servant of Christ is going. And then I didn't know what they, if they would put it on there or not, but they did, which was really good. To, to fully get a college education, I would at least throw the name of Jesus in the, in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just think about it. Well, at least it's, as a historical uh, figure, we've talked about this before. Like there's a guy that taught me history at ULM that goes that meets with us now that is t- helps dad's class and he taught history and and he he says he says we never were allowed really to teach Jesus even as a historical figure mm-hmm. in college and i thought well that makes no sense because this is a guy that's had a huge i mean at least you have to talk about him i mean talk about any of the religious mm-hmm. figure talk about muhammad i mean th- these people have shaped the world yeah he doesn't even deserve a mention in a history class. Come on, it's the thing people misconce. You know, it's a big misconception that the South is the Bible Belt, and I stop them every time because I heard a pastor say this one time. He said, "No, no, no, it's the Church Belt. Yeah, yeah. it's the Church Belt. It's a great. Point. We all know about you know the Bible, and we know how to act Christian, or we we'll show up at church, and uh, you'd never know what anybody's going through. But that was kind of how I got saved. I was eight. You know, yep. mom and dad walked me through it. Thank God. Yep. I had that knowledge, but I never flipped that switch. And you know the switch I'm talking I about. Know. It's yeah. fork in the road. That's it. Do you really believe this or not? Yep. And I had a guy about 24, I was 18, grab a hold of me and say, this ain't, you know, what you say you are, you ain't, you know? <laughs> right. And I was thinking, what are you talking about? And, you know, all of a sudden you start getting scared. Yeah. Because you you know what the repercussions are, you know, but it's the church belt. And I looked right, man, I had the khakis and the button-down shirt. <laughs> I had the right shoes. I was in the right um, groups. I was My dad was a deacon. Yep. You can play the part. Check, 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 check. What else do you need me to do? Well, how about follow what? Yeah, a few years back, I, I, I broke the dress code. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which we all thank you for, by the way. <laughs> Shocker. Let's take our last break. So, so that's yeah, that when church you... belt, you know, that dress code. It's, it's... so is <laughs> watch that. It... So is eighteen when you when you surrender? Then or was it later than that? Eighteen and the same Bible study Bootsy's talking about. I had a gift to play guitar, so the guy looked at me and said, "How about you come?" play guitar and sing a few worship songs. Well, I'm still struggling. I'm still thinking, you know what I thought in my head? This would be a great opportunity to get girls <laughs> because I can play guitar yeah, and I can learn these songs. Right. And man, the more he just dug into me and wouldn't let go and read scripture with me and mentored me. Um, and the more people started looking to me 
as, um, you know, a guy who is actually pursuing that, you can either, you have two choices. I can be a hypocrite and just completely turn my back to it, or I can actually pursue this. And I got on fire for the Lord. And I mean, it was all legit after that. But I didn't know that I was just walking, you know, I was talking the talk. Yeah. For those 10 years. I didn't I didn't know that's what it was. I told somebody, I tell them quite often, every once in a while they'll say, so how will, how will people know that, that, that I'm saved? I mean, how will I really know? I said, well, kind of do that, start, start with simple things. I said, make sure, and I said, I'm trying to remember the last time I said a curse word. Mm. I used a curse word. I said, it's been 30 or 40 years so mm. far back. I said, just Start with your mouth. So, yeah, you know, they're like... And as a parent of middle schoolers, uh, the mouth can be real tricky. (laughs) (laughs) It can be. So, so look, I want because I want our audience to hear about the music business and what you guys are doing because I think it's phenomenal. And I I was saying, uh, buddy, that, and of course, an old guy like me, I I compared you to a a newer version of Ray Stevens because your stuff is really good and and some of it's funny, but some of it's, you know, speaks to culture in a powerful way. So I've loved what I've discovered about you, which is why I want to contact you. I want to be on the podcast. But tell a little bit about how you did what you're doing because you're kind of non-traditional. I'm assuming, I don't know, how does this, I don't know much about the music business, but I know you guys are out there with a huge (laughs) following of people, but you don't seem like you're part of these, like other people I've met in Nashville that seem to be kind of systemized. So I I don't know, you seem, it seems different, but I I don't, you tell us. You know what I'm going to say? Yeah. The, the, there was a breaking point where I'm just writing songs. I think people are going to like, and then maybe one day you should actually say something. What are you going to leave as your legacy? I wrote a song that was, you know, political. I, I guess people see it as political. I, I think it's just common sense is what it really is. And my producer called me the night before and said, I don't think you should do that song. We're recording in Nashville the next morning. These players might walk out. They might be uh, because it was taken just a more of a godly, just in a hardcore, like family, <laughs> country, yeah. you know, guns and th- this and that. And. And you were speaking to your audience, by the way. It was. <laughs> yeah. Apparently so. It did but well. He said it might be too much. Yeah. And I made that decision. And we had all the right agents in Nashville. We had all the right things you know, lined up. The right agents, I know you're shaking your head, to get you to where the right, you know, the record label and the big we've toured with some of the biggest acts in country music. But once you see that lifestyle, and you look around and you go, This isn't it. Do I want to be up at three in the morning with all these these women and all these drugs and all of the uh, watching my buddies I was touring with who are very well-known um, national acts taking uppers mm-hmm. to wake up in the morning, taking downers to go to sleep, yeah. and just Every not time, really having any ambition past 35. Not a, not a good path to be on. Every That's time it. we tried to have a success in that route, it just it didn't feel right. It didn't feel like God was in it, that that was our path. Yeah, so I called my my son called. We we're like I was seven or eight states away on a concert, and he he called and he wanted a bedtime story at nine o'clock at night. I'm thinking, what am I doing? You know, is this all for me or is this? Yeah, I can sing, I can write. We've had some big hits, but is this really me? And it was like I told you in my wilderness episode. Well, what do you want from me, Lord? Because then I started speaking on political nature things. Yep. And as much as those videos blew up, I still didn't feel like that was right. that was it. It never shifted gears until I opened up the possibility of talking about our Lord. And and it's like I said, nobody left. And so I want to be an encouragement to anybody who's listening to this. You think people are going to disown you or turn your back, and even if they do, I mean, if you stick to your guns at the end of the day, yeah. and you know that's that's who you are, and if you're supposed to do, you're going to feel way better than you ever did trying to play this fake character of playing it safe with everybody you meet. Well Just said. dive in there, man. Well said. Yeah, and, and we're similar to you guys. We, we, I mean, immortality is riding on it. Just, just a little bit of a big deal. Oh, and that's yeah. what we, you know, we're on a platform that obviously is a is a political platform as its genesis, and some really great voices out there that are part of that. But we decided, along with the people that you know are the head of our network and what we're doing on Blaze, that we need 
somebody that's willing to go upstream of politics, upstream of all culture, and speak truth into it. Right. You know, and that's really because we know that's the game changer. I mean, that's the unifier. The only way we're ever going to unify the country is if more people know about Jesus than mm-hmm. yeah. don't. And so we're like that too. That's been our discussion. We will talk about politics, of course, because we're here, we're engaged, we're involved, and we have opinions about that. But we know that the book is going to be the one that's going to make the ultimate difference. So, And yet at the same time, like you guys, we know that part of the reason people love us is because we're entertaining and we can tell stories. And in your case, you can sing songs and tell stories that way. That gets you in the door. It opens the door. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. right. Well, the whole world of internet evolved during this time too. Like when we first started, it was YouTube was a website and you had to go yeah, to I've your desktop. The, that reminds me, I never have owned a... <laughs> <laughs> you don't. You don't have a. Cell I don't phone. own one. <laughs> it's a, I, I'm I sure some people smart. around here. I have see some people. They're looking at it. You know. <laughs> but I. So, see. Dad, when you hear the words YouTube, what does that mean to you? What is, What does that bring out? Like, <laughs> it's basically an appendage for the next <laughs> generation. Like, How do you grow? function inside a world with these these things? Here's the beautiful yeah. thing, though. When I said I hear there's some funky stuff on that thing. I don't know for sure. When Phil always talks about living in computer land, or that that stuff is going out to computer. I've land. heard this funky. But <laughs> yeah, I never have actually seen it. But what a blessing you've been to people like me in computer land. That's right. You know you can't make fun of it anymore. It's That's right. <laughs> well, the thing is now it, y'all can go into people's living rooms. It yep. used to be so, such an event to go and now you can be friends with yeah lots of people just being authentic to who you are it doesn't have to have committees and boards and approval plus, and then plus without the, the little black box yeah. podcast no couldn't get it mm-hmm. out this is a way to preach to get the gospel preached quickly way faster and that's why i told I, we were flying along somewhere and I said, oh, you and you and Zach come in here a minute. So I said, y'all need to to get this thing on the that little black box. <laughs> I said, I'm not coming on it, but I mean, I said I wanted to get out there. But looking back, Al, that was a that that was a good move to, to take. Well, we, but it was impacted by it. So yeah, that's exactly right. There's millions you will never meet that <laughs> will. Yeah. Tell you, I'm, I've been unbelievably impacted by it. Right. Which is great because the, the, the beautiful thing, people ask me all the time, what's the best part about, you know, doing a show and all this stuff we've been able to do? And I always say the people we meet, they were impacted in a positive way. I mean, when I run across them, when, just like when you and I first talked, it's like, man, you, you realize that God used you without you. You're just mm-hmm. doing what he's called you to do. And you guys are doing the same thing. Which is fun. And you get to meet those people along the journey, which is fantastic because you share that. Every week, they at some one day out of the week, I'm in a location. We tell them where we'll be. They, they want to come down here and all that. I said, just be there at 9 o'clock, and we preach the gospel. But you wouldn't believe how many people have been born again from that one little mm. – they, they, they come in there – where are you from? Canada. Where are you from? You know, Samoa. Where are you from? You know, I said, New York City. I said, is that where you come from? You New know. York City. <laughs> Can anything good? California. Can anything good California? New York? Is that so, north of Charleston? <laughs> <laughs> so unlike a lot of people, we have been very open to having, still having direct contact with people. And, that, you know, we're going to meet anyway at our church and so and dad's going to be teaching his class and when i'm in town i'm going to be preaching so we're over on the side they won't let us in the big oh no we got to keep dad in the outer regions yeah you can't get him in the mainstream but we just like come on we'd love to meet you we'd love to be a part of your spiritual journey so it is unique for sure so tell folks because we're out of time but tell folks uh where where can they get uh to find out about you guys or we're just buddy brown on youtube and this Pretty girl. Not much will show up that. if you Google oh, you me. Call it buddy, buddy Brown. It's just Buddy, buddy Brown. Brown. Yeah, buddy Brown. I Google you. Yeah. A lot of stuff. I like it. Uh, we I do. Like a, it. We do a show called uh, Backwoods Wisdom. Yeah, it's out in the woods. It's usually him and a side by side. I can't listen yeah. to nobody in a three piece suit telling me about the world. I want to hear it from somebody like me with some dirt underneath his fingernails. And, yeah. When I first you know. started watching you, I thought of Chad Prather because you know, he used to yeah. do it with his dog in the truck. Yeah, and so you're in the in the ATV, which is good. Uh, so we're going to do overtime. I hope you guys can stay over with us. We do a few bonus minutes, um, and we'll talk a little bit more to these guys. But we appreciate having Buddy and Bootsy on you the You said podcast. it right. I said it right. Hey. Yeah, I did it right. Yeah, so I thoroughly you. enjoyed this. Thank you all.
Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube and be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.